Okay, I took the pizza out of the oven. Huzzah. Yeah, okay. <sighs> oh, I accidentally bought a <laughs> DVD box set on shopgoodwill.com. Accidentally? Well, I mean, I put a bin on it, so. It was, I, I found it because it was in, for whatever, I was just kind of, I only ever look at the musical instruments on that website. Um, and it was just under musical instruments for some reason. Okay. So nobody bid on it because it was in the wrong category. And I'm sure people aren't casually searching for on shopgoodwill.com. Yeah. Um, and so I picked it up. It's like the, the outside of the box is in pretty okay shape. Um, I don't think it's supposed to have a sleeve, but it's the, uh, it's the whole. So I've got depending, that, I guess. Depending on the release, it does have a sleeve or it's supposed to have a sleeve, but mm -hmm. meh. Yeah. I got it for eight bucks. Oh, that's not bad at all. No. After. <laughs> After. Oh, I no, will I make you that part out. <laughs> I will make you go on this journey with me. Oh, yeah. I'm, I've, I've been on this journey before, August. Yes, but have you been on this journey with me? No. One of the people whose queer awakening was. I'm going to leave this whole bit in at the beginning, but I'm going to beep out every time we say. OK. Uh, oh, no, no, sorry. I'm going to leave in. the. I'm going to beep out when we say. Yeah. You should still beep out in that particular bit, though. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> just at the end, it just evolves into a whole bunch of beeps for no reason. Yeah. Tuning in to Gay Space Rocks, a Steven Universe watching podcast where we watch Steven Universe. My name is Brian. I use he, him pronouns. You can find me on the internet at RoomwearPod, and you can find this podcast on Twitter at GatesSpacePod, which I might say a couple of people have tweeted at us over the last, like, week. Thank you very much. I did reply to you, just proving that we do check the Twitter. We just never use it. <laughs> uh, with me, <laughs> with me, as always is uh my monarchating co-host august hello i'm august uh you you could have gone with affianced because the whole like wedding bit but i appreciate the monarchating because ding dong the bitch is dead um anyway hello yes i'm august you can find me on twitter at harpydora because branding while trans is a fuck um my pronouns are they them and that's it um, let's see what, uh, I'll, uh, let's say, oh, let me, uh, f I forgot to pull up. I, one website I didn't pull up was the cartoon news website. Mm -hmm. Um, apparently the new Pinocchio sucks shit. Which one? Um, 
the li- I guess the live action one. Which one? The Disney one. Okay. The Disney one. Okay. I was about to be very upset if the Del Toro one sucked shit. Is that live? I don't think it's come out yet. Yeah, I don't think it has either. But I was just like, my heart was in was in my throat. It's like, which one? You you have to tell me. It's the Disney one that sucks shit, Brian. <laughs> Um, I don't see. I guess Arcane won an Emmy. Okay. That's cool. That show looks really good. It looks slick, um, but I haven't watched it yet. I watched it. I liked it okay. Um, I've been told I would enjoy it. I will it. watch a second season for sure. Yeah. What were you saying? Sorry. Oh, I've been told I would enjoy it. Oh, yeah. It's enjoyable. Um, Especially like... Anytime there's fight choreography, Mm -hmm. it's fucking really solid. And just like the mixed media style and the animation style in general, it's extremely cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I just like there's some plotting elements that I'm just kind of like. So. Oh, well, Uh, have you been watching any cartoons lately, August? Um. Since I'm leaning full into the fact that uh, that I only watch Minecraft YouTube with Anya now, um, basically we finished uh, the LD Shadow Lady uh, run of Empire Season 1 and started Season 2 with her uh, her POV. Uh, it was very cute. She did a, an ocean-themed uh ocean themed empire did a lot of ocean themed builds they were all very cute she didn't interact with the plot too much uh but that's okay because her her vibes are impeccable uh and then we started started uh scott's majors uh uh pov which is also impeccable but for entirely different reasons because how can you argue with a cute gay scottish boy doing cute gay scottish boy things in minecraft um also, his his uh, empire is named Rivendell, so you know, obviously, my Lord of the Rings loving ass is enjoying that as well. So, <laughs> how about um, you, Brian? Okay, so Quentin reviews put out his video on Sam and Cat. I consumed it all. Uh huh. How long was it? Um. Hold on a second. I'm actually looking that up. Okay. Um, did you did you hear about? It was speaking hmm? speaking of of that whole mess. Did you hear about Jeanette uh, McCready? McCready. Yeah, and her book. And I her, I don't. I don't know any. My literally my entire knowledge of Nickelodeon sitcoms comes from just watching these videos. Well, so I don't really know fuck all about the care like the people outside of that, except for I guess Ariana Grande. Well, she like her book is evidently just like nightmare fuel, but like evidently she went on a talk show and talked about like an email her mother sent her at one point calling her like a slut and an ugly monster and and shit like that and man i'm glad her mother's dead too damn yeah for real yeah he quentin goes on to talk about it near the end of the video it was the uh, sammy cat one is five hours long okay which means i have consumed starting with the fred video I have consumed 30 hours of content about 
Nickelodeon sitcoms I never watched. And also, to let you in on a spoiler warning for Sam and Cat, it's actually only part one. (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) Oh, boy, Brian. What have you gotten yourself into? I don't know. I love I watch all kinds. I I mean, I've also been watching Billiam's um videos on Lost, another show I never watched. Mm-hmm. And I fi- I just find I find the I like the cuz it's more than just the like he reviews the media but he talks about everything around it, which I, is what I actually find engaging. Mm-hmm. This video Quentin just kind of go like there's about a middle section where Quentin just kind of goes off on a direction. Eventually, he finds his his way back to Sam and Cat, but, like, Quentin is on one in the Sam and Cat video. Oh, my God. Um, More power to him, though. Apparently, he's having a rough year, so go watch Quentin Reviews' content. He has a really good – he actually – he explains at the end of the video. You should put it at the beginning of the video, Quentin, but okay. Uh, Near the end of the video, he talks about – he has a playlist on his channel called Long Boys. (laughs) Um. And it's his, it's his videos kind of like, it's not all of his videos, but it's ones that he, it's kind of like a cherry picked list that starts short and gets longer as the playlist goes along. So you can kind of get a feel for his content. Um, I mean, they're all very long. They don't start with his super short videos, but he talks about like his first one is like how I rewrote the history of Garfield and then kind of moves on from there. Uh, it's pretty solid. You should watch Quentin Reviews. He's very good. Um, I mean, lots of people do. He's at like, uh, 768,000 subscribers, but still, he's a good, he's a good dude. Seems like a a solid guy. Um, let's see what... Other shit have I watched? Oh, I watched uh, 90% of the Netflix uh, Bee and Puppy Cat. Oh, how was that? I haven't watched I haven't watched the last two episodes, but I'm fucking digging it. It is it is very much like what if you made a slice of life um, magical girl anime? So it's got slice of life anime vibes of like just kind of vibe, like all vibes. It's like an all vibe show mm-hmm. with just enough lore to keep somebody like me interested. But it's also just kind of goofy and dumb. It's very good. If you liked the Netflix being puppy cat, you will like this. The art direction is extremely good. Um, Yeah, it's just good overall. Really, really enjoy it. Yeah, that is on my list when the Minecraft brain worms recede. Um, let's see, what the fuck else have I watched? Oh, hey, I watched a great cartoon called Professional Wrestling. Oh, yeah. This week. And we're about to get in. Viewer, I actually waited to tell August about all of the shit that's going down so you two can listen to the wild shit that happened in wrestling oh, this week. Oh, boy. Okay. As of this recording, which will be like next week for you when you're listening, um, a few days ago on Sunday, uh, All Out happened. The big AEW is arguably their big pay-per-view. Like, because it's the same date, 
or around the same time that they did All In, but they don't have the rights to All In. Except they do now, maybe. But, um, but yeah, All Out happened. It's their big pay-per-view. Long story short, I guess a spoiler, in the main event, CM Punk defeated John Moxley to become the world champion. Earlier in that evening, the, the elite, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, defeated Hangman Page in the Dark Order to win the to become the inaugural trios champions. After the event, they had a press scrum. They do this after every pay-per-view. Tony Khan goes out there and he answers questions like it's a real sport event. Tony Khan's used to doing that because he runs a real sporting team. Um, so he's out there, he's talking, CM Punk comes out, like in the middle of the, the, the press scrum. CM, usually they have like world champions come out pretty early. Um, CM Punk comes out there, it's obvious that he's in a shitty mood. And I haven't watched all of the press scrum because it's like an hour and a half long, but I have watched the CM Punk part. Um, CM Punk just more or less unprompted goes fucking off about basically everything that's pissing him off at that moment. In particular, Scott Colton, a.k.a. Colt Cabana, who CM Punk just goes on an absolute fucking tirade. Backstory with Colt Cabana is Colt Cabana used to be CM Punk's best fucking friend. He is the guy who, uh, once CM Punk was released from WWE, he went on Colt's, um, podcast, talked about WWE, which led to the, you know, WWE suing CM Punk and then CM Punk countersuing and winning against WWE. Um, Keely, they used to be friends because CM Punk didn't give Colt enough money, did not give Colt the money that he promised him from the settlement from WWE. And Colt Cabana had to sue CM Punk for that money. That was years ago. Um, But he went off just kind of fucking sandbagging Colt Cabana. He also went off on Hangman Page, whom he is still pissy about from when uh, he was in a program with, C- with Hangman Page, like, end of last year. Uh, where Hangman Page, I guess, brought up Colt and it pissed off CM Punk. Uh, he's still mad about that. And then he also uh, slagged off the the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, the Elite, aka the EVPs of the company, um, calling them, quote, a bunch of fucking idiots who call themselves EVPs who couldn't run a fucking target. <laughs> so... Tony Khan, staring wide-eyed at him this entire press conference, didn't cut him off, which Tony Khan fucking should have at some point. Yeah. Um, but the the look, everybody in the room is dead silent when this is happening. Uh, I don't think I in Tony Khan's defense, it was probably just like absolutely just what the fuck is happening moments, all right? Tony looks like he's fully disassociated during the whole moment. Um, we've all been there. So CM Punk leaves. Uh, oh, also, crucially, he's, he says during this, if you've got a problem with me, uh, come talk to me in the locker room. Right. Well, <laughs> while the press conference is still happening, the elite, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks go to talk to CM Punk in his locker room. <sighs> now, in a, they should not have done this because of their positions in the company. But also, 
CM Punk slagged off two of their very good friends to the press, uh, implied that the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega had been spreading rumors to the media. Just he went, he said a lot of unsubstantiated shit in a place where literally no one could talk back to him. So they got into an, an argument. Ace Steel, who is a trainer for AEW, uh, and uh, trained CM Punk to wrestle and is his friend, reportedly threw a punch, punching one of the Young Bucks, then uh, reportedly bit Kenny Omega and reportedly hit one of the Young Bucks with a chair for real real. So, <laughs> Wednesday night stuff, this all, just everything is going wild on the internet. Wednesday night's dynamite rolls around and basically Tony Khan comes out there and he's like, hey, we have vacated the world championship and we have vacated the world trios championship. So basically the fallout is CM Punk is possibly fired. A Steel is definitely fired. And the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, their friend Brandon Cutler, their friend Michael Nakazawa, one of uh, another employee from AEW called Pat Buck, not related to the Young Bucks. And Christopher Daniels, the head of talent relations, they've all been suspended. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Oof. Oof. And they basically doofa. soft. Yeah, they basically soft rebooted AEW on Wednesday night. Um, there's going to be a tournament culminating not next week, but the next in um a world champion, like crowning a new world champion. They also just immediately had a world trios championship match between the death triangle and the best friends. Um, it was a pretty good, it was a fucking great match. Um, MJF who also came back at this pay-per-view MJF came back at this pay-per-view. Uh, he comes out in Buffalo, New York, and he's just like the crown prince of shit. I love him. He was so good. And then John Moxley came out and he's like, I'm supposed to be on vacation, but you know what? I'm fucking here. And he cuts this like fiery baby face promo. AEW basically said on Wednesday, because everybody on the internet was like, oh God, this is the end of AEW or whatever, right? And basically they said on Wednesday night, yeah, some shit went down. We're still gonna be here. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't understand like, how I mean, yes, like how are the particular people involved necessarily going to be participating in AEW going forward? But I can't imagine looking at what happened on Sunday and being like, how does the whole promotion go forward? Like AEW has a lot of really good talent under its yeah, wing. They have a lot of big they have big talent that's not just CM Punk. I mean, arguably, their biggest talent is probably John Moxley, who's proven himself to be the, like he goddamn says, the beating heart of professional fucking wrestling. Yeah. Like, dude wrestles AEW, wrestles GCW, he does indie dates, he, he's a fucking machine. Yeah, I don't... Should be on vacation. I'm sure Renee's very mad. <laughs> uh, the the backstage... So, all the... So, also... CM Punk's statements that the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega were the ones who leaked a lot of information about CM Punk to the press. Everybody who's who reported those stories have been like, we're not going to tell you who our sources are, but we can tell you it was not Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't know where he got where, why he thinks this is true. But the EVPs of the company aren't leaking petty information about their biggest star to us. Mm -hmm. So the. The fallout from this is 
the entire locker room is mad at Sam Punk. Um, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks definitely should have been suspended, and I'm glad that their titles got stripped because it shows that there are consequences up and down the board yeah. for actions like this. Though, by all accounts, they did not... The CM Punk side of things says that they practically kicked down the door, but almost nobody has corroborated that outside of CM Punk and Ace Steel. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but also they didn't get fired in like, you know, they, they shouldn't have gone in there. Yeah. They should not have done that, but yeah. Yeah. I can also see why they got mad about it though. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Cause conversely, like, the Young Bucks, especially the Young Bucks, like they've gone on record multiple times saying CM Punk is like one of their biggest heroes in professional wrestling. And then for have that guy go in front of the press and call you basically a fucking idiot has to hurt on a like a whole lot of levels. Oh, yeah. So and then not only you, but good people who you are really, really good friends with in Hangman Page and Colt Cabana. So. Anyways, so that's the cartoon that is professional wrestling this week. Oh, boy. Uh, no, no more point in time in my life have I been like, maybe now is the time to start a wrestling podcast. <laughs> oh, boy. I, too, can be like what culture wrestling with my Sean Ross Sapp Patreon uh, subscription retweeting basically stuff that he has behind a paywall. Um, Not to... That, that that's only low-key shit. I like all of those channels, but mm. that is kind of low-key what they do. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, that's... So, yeah. I just... I mean, I still don't understand how people could be like, oh, no, it's the end of AEW, when AEW existed for quite a while before CM Punk. Like... Mm-hmm. Not I mean, I don't... The thing Tony has said, and I think that he maybe shouldn't have said is that CM Punk is the thing that takes them from, like, one level to another. You know what I mean? And on a, I think to a casual audience, yes. But they're pulling in... It's going to be extremely hard for them to ever become WWE. Yeah. And you I can't don't, catch up to that sort of head start. I don't think they, they even necessarily should be gunning for WWE because mm -hmm. there's a a vast swath of of uh market share that they could easily be taking that they don't have to take from WWE. Yeah. And beyond that like especially now in the new era of WWE, like the new Triple H era. Like which is not it's good the product is much better. Mm -hmm. Even I'm interested in WWE again. Um because the booking is good again. Uh, but, like, you're not going to... You're not going to become the multimedia thing that WWE is. Mm -hmm. And if you can just be... The, being the second biggest promo wrestling promotion in the United States is pretty good when the other one has been in existence for 50 years. Yeah. And you've, you've done it in, what, four, five? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Not a whole lot of time. I want to say four because AEW is only a little older than mine and Anya's relationship. Yeah, and also I feel like they would have had a, they would have a fifth anniversary sort of dealio. Yeah, like the fifth anniversary all out will be pretty fun. Yeah, 
or Double or Nothing. Uh, it would probably be Double or Nothing because I think that was their first actual pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, because that's John Mox. Yeah, anyways, did the math in my head. <laughs> but yeah, it. and I don't, I again, I don't think Tony's trying to play. Obviously, he's competing with WWE. Oh, yeah. But like a lot of times, Tony doesn't take the cutthroat approach he's just i'm gonna focus on my shit the only time he ever kind of focuses on wwe is when they focus on him like when triple h put a a pay-per-view on sunday counter-programming all out um (laughs) that was cool trips actually he didn't counter-program all out he counter-programmed effie's big gay brunch rude truly so Anyways, we should probably talk about Steven Universe. A Steven Universe watching podcast where we talk about Minecraft and wrestling. (laughs) It's going to be really great Uh, when we're a Steven Universe watching podcast that talks about the Owl House, which you can then bleep (laughs) out. Um, Speaking of wrestling, starting to line up some fun guests for for next season. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, need to get, need to talk to you about the reaching guy. I want to try and get like a, as many guests as possible. <laughs> oh, um, you can cut this if you want, but, uh, Sam mm-hmm. has expressed interest in, in guessing. Yes. Okay. I know. I, Sam wanted to be, Sam has talked to me multiple times being like, I would love to be on for the movie. And I told Sam multiple times. I don't I don't want you on in the movie or the finale. Yeah. <laughs> you need to pick something from future. Just tell me three episodes in future that like line up and we'll do those episodes. I want I don't mind to book Sam. We just need like just he needs to tell me when he wants to be on. Yeah. Um But yeah. So, this week we are covering just two episodes. Uh, sort of. This is a double minute, double episodes. But we are covering episodes 23 slash 24, Reunited, and episode 25. Nope, sorry, that's wrong. That's not how I do those. Hmm. Episodes 151 slash 152, Reunited, and episodes 153, Legs from Here to Homeworld. First up is uh, Reunited. Uh, came out on July 6, 2018. Written by uh, Mickey Brewster, Jeff Liu, Katie Mitroff, and Paul Velico. They pulled the, basically half the team in on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, makes sense. It's special. Um, official synopsis. Steven brings everyone together for a special reunion. <laughs> Pretty solid. Yeah. That's a, I think that's you a could B probably, plus. I think you, like, if this synopsis writer wasn't a coward, he would talk about the wedding. Yeah, that that's why it's a B plus. It's like it's mm-hmm. it's almost there. It's it's right on the cusp of greatness. The episode starts off with uh, Stephen going into the song for just one day. Let's only think about parentheses love. Um, throughout this song, Stephen expresses uh, that the crystal gems, while they have a lot of painful emotional emotions and baggage that they need to work through. Today is a special day and they're going to fucking just focus on the now, the here, the positive, not about the, the the negative things in their past, but the positive things of today and how we're moving forward um, as he dances his way through the wedding setup for Garnet or for uh, 
Ruby and Sapphire's wedding. Um, this uh, ends at the actual wedding happening. Uh, Steven is officiating. I guess he got an online uh, online officiants thing. Also, I guess it probably doesn't matter because I don't think the state will recognize the marriage of two literal space aliens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so who cares? Um, they, uh, Ruby and Sapphire are uh, extremely cute in this situation, exchanging their vows, um, eventually kissing and forming into Garnet. Um, we get a little bit of the after party. Um, we get to see everybody just kind of vibing around. Uh, Jamie and Mayor Dewey seemingly fucking share some kind of weird connection. Uh, we throw the bouquet. Uh, who ca- I can't remember who catches the bouquet. Bismuth. Bismuth. Right. Um, Bismuth catches the bouquet. It is a really great time. Garnet comes up to Steven and he and she's like, hey, thank you for doing this. And Steven's like, I'm just really glad that we could all be here together. Steven starts crying out of happiness and then realizes that he's not crying. These aren't his tears. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Blue Diamond is fucking here. All of a sudden, Blue Diamond is here. Um, the diamond arms appear in the air the big yellow and the big blue diamond arms that we i think the only time we had previously seen them was at the zoo um uh but they are they have come here finally to uh to get to the cluster yellow diamond's arm goes over to the cluster um steven is like i've got to telepathically communicate to the cluster but i need to fall asleep i'm too amped up and, and greg's like let me play you a lullaby and everybody's like that does not make sense and steven immediately falls asleep this boy cannot not fall asleep uh, <laughs> um he psychically talks to the cluster who is extremely amped up uh he's trying to calm it down but to no avail uh the cluster breaks free but Fortunately, the cluster, it's got its shit together. Um, forming into a giant arm, it engages Yellow Diamond's ship in direct arm-to-arm combat. Meanwhile, Blue Diamond's ship appears on the on the beach. Uh, the hand slams down and dramatically raises up to reveal Blue Diamond. Uh, a villainous uh, confrontation uh starts up here steven tries to talk to her but she does not want to listen so the crystal gems engage her directly um in the she um uses her emotional powers to incapacitate the crystal gems uh but is fortunately connie is not affected by these because she's an actual human being she goes to attack blue diamond which uh uh, fails because Blue Diamond catches and breaks Rose Quartz's sword after recognizing it. The Crystal Gems, all hope is lost when uh, pushing through all of the, the the emotional turmoil that Blue Diamond is putting on her. Garnet pushes up, grabbing Blue Diamond, being like, you recognize me, motherfucker? And Blue Diamond's like, I do, you motherfucker. Uh, Garnet, grabbing onto her leg, says, this is, was supposed to be my day and you're ruining it. Uh, Blue Diamond's like, how are you going to defeat me by hanging onto my legs? And Garnet's like, nah, I just need to keep you from moving. Pan up. Guess who's fucking here? It's my girl. Uh, it's it's Lapis Lazuli who fucking <laughs> just drops the entire barn on top of Blue Diamond. Just crushes the holy fucking shit out of her. 
uh, blue di- or uh, Lapis lands. Uh, Peridot immediately runs up. Uh, enamored. Lapis is cooler than cool. Uh, Bismuth breaks in. Is like everybody fucking eyes up. We didn't just defeat her by dropping a barn on her. Uh, the crystal gems then engage. Um, Blue Diamond in combat. Uh, they push eventually through just a sick ass fight montage. Um, are able to uh, incapacitate Blue Diamond, though over on the other side, the cluster has also seemingly gotten the upper hand. <laughs> Mm. all right good uh, <laughs> on yellow diamond uh basically yeeting her fucking ship into blue diamond ship everybody's like holy fuck we won uh then yellow diamond gets out of her ship and she's not fucking around anymore uh yellow diamond gets blue unburied uh immediately recognizes steven and just Fucking curb stomp Steven Universe. <laughs> Killing Steven Universe. Go to commercial. We're back. Steven's not dead yet. Steven is trapped inside of the, like, I guess, realm of the mind. Uh, he can see everybody's thoughts. Everybody's on the back foot, uh, full of doubt and fear. But Steven, uh, using these psychic powers is able to instill confidence in everybody, finally reaching the mindscapes of Blue and Yellow Diamond, who are both racked with guilt in their own their own sorts of ways. Uh, Steven is finally able to reach out to them using his own presence as a diamond, uh, and they recognize him as Pink Diamond. Uh, when Steven finally opens his eyes, we pan up to Blue and Yellow, who are looking down at Steven, um, where Blue Diamond says, it's you, pink, star wipe the end. <sighs> oh, boy. What you, we, I, I am, next week, next time, I'm gonna have to get, like, a, I'm gonna try and find, like, a ranker or something like that to put all the Steven Universe songs in. So that we can, like, we can rank them after we get done talking about the, talking about the episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, man, what a fucking almost finale. Like, (laughs) so, so the, this song is just repression, the musical, right? Truly. It, it, I think it's supposed to have, I think it's supposed to like both show like Steven is not, Steven is not, uh, honestly dealing with his emotions, but also it is not healthy to just dwell on the negative things that have happened in your past. You do have to move on and you yeah. have to focus on the now and the positives of being in the moment. Yeah. 100%. But, Ste- but Steven is giving great advice to everybody in this song and he is not taking any of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Which is perfect. He is and is the most Steven song. He is, in fact, instilling hope in everybody around him except for himself. Yeah. Yeah, Steven, uh, buddy, I can understand wanting to focus on something else, but at some point you're going to have to reckon with your your demons here. Mm-hmm. Also, everybody just does, like, everybody does a great job singing in this fucking song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially Zach. Like, Zach is very good. Is very... Um, supplemental material that we will have to listen to at some point is, like, Zach, Zach's album uh, on YouTube. It's like a... 
early Panic at the Disco-esque concept album about a murder in Hollywood. Fun, fun. Yeah. Um, the wedding is a very, everybody is very cute. Uh, Peridot in her little flower girl dress, extremely cute. Yes. Um, um Bismuth, call me, I'm free on Thursday. Except I'm truly. not because we're recording on Thursday, but you know, Bismuth <laughs> still call me. Mm-hmm. We go, we'll cancel recording. It's okay. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. nobody is rocking the suit harder than Amethyst though. It's true. Like Sapphire is <laughs> adorable in the suit. And I appreciate mm-hmm. that they chose to like invert the butch femme dynamic for this particular instance. Um, that was a really cute subversion of expectations but Amethyst is definitely the one who's who's rocking the suit the most. Um, the wedding is all very cute. Their vows are extremely good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very it's just a great gay ass wedding. Like it's an extremely gay wedding on <laughs> so many on, different levels. on the cartoon, right? Yeah. Like the like ripped steven universe but it was worth it (laughs) yeah like if you're gonna go out for something they made it fucking worthwhile to die for oh yeah 100 percent. like this is fucking phenomenal Mm -hmm. and like i appreciated because you know up until this point you know anytime ruby and sapphire have kissed it's been like cheek kisses or you know, kissing away tears, that kind of thing. But no, they went full on mouth kiss for this. There's absolutely no, you can't best friends this away. You just can't. So the rumor on the internet is when it comes to like the inversion of the, the butch femme dynamics, I believe that this has been refuted by Rebecca sugar, but the, the internet rumor is that the reason they actually did that is because the common, censorship for steven universe when it came to ruby and sapphire was just slap a mustache on ruby Mm -hmm. (laughs) and use like he him pronouns for for ruby Uh, (laughs) and if that's true that's actually very funny and i love that yeah (laughs) they're like you can't you can't you'll just have to get rid of the whole episode we don't give a shit anymore (laughs) yeah either that or you've got ruby as a man in a dress Mm mm-hmm (laughs) <laughs> checkmate russia lord in particular <laughs> god um the the wedding is real cute but it's not the that's not the main event somehow somehow yeah <laughs> did you expect the diamonds to show up and there to be a fucking fight at this wedding no although i should have <laughs> but i just i just want to roll back a second just because mm-hmm. yes the the power vested in me by the state of delmarvo uh yeah who who vested that power in you steven like right I just, on multiple levels this wedding is illegal um <laughs> yeah <laughs> Although this is the most passively criminal wedding in the history of matrimony. Yeah, though, though, at least I'm fairly certain because this is the world of Steven Universe. It's not illegal because of of uh, gay marriage. Uh, Oh, no, no, no. Did this come out before or after the after? Okay, okay. 2015 was gay marriage legalization. Okay, I believe. I'm 90 percent sure when 
Did gays get married? Did- <laughs> yeah, 2015. I typed yeah. that verbatim into Google and it still gave me the right answer. <laughs> uh, yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Google's algorithms are pretty decent at parsing uh, human speech when it comes to search True. queries. So I've also typed way too many dumb shit, way too much dumb shit into my Google account in particular. Yeah. <laughs> I say yeah um, as if I know. I don't know, but I can guess. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense for me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, so it's not illegal because they're gay. It is illegal, though, because they're actual space aliens who definitely don't have any sort of like documentation. Yeah. Um, Steven is a child. Cannot be officiating a wedding. I don't know much about getting the powers to officiate, but I bet you you have to at least be 18. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. Um, I'm sure there's more illegal things that are happening. Amethyst probably stole 90%. They Amethyst stole all of the chairs. Probably. They're like, we need chairs. And Amethyst is like, I know a guy. Don't worry. And that guy was just a guy who had chairs. She knows him. She does not know that he, she took them. Yeah. I mean, we're lucky that she's not just the chairs. <laughs> she's all the chairs. Somehow. Yeah. Uh, it's Amethyst as a steel chair. <laughs> um, also, the Garnet wearing the two wedding rings will be like a visual motif for Garnet, like basically going forward. Aw, yay. Uh, Garnet's, uh, the, the Garnet's outfit after the wedding is also impeccable. It's super, it's super dope. The, like, combination tux dress. Yes. It's great visual design. It's very good. Um, but yeah, um, I know that Bismuth caught the bouquet because I noticed that Bismuth caught the bouquet. So it's like, hmm, who's Bismuth going to smooch now? Is it me? (laughs) We- we will find out in Steven Universe future. Oh ho! Oh ho! There is an episode that answers your question, August. That's exciting. I'm excited. Because I really legitimately think that they thought when they got the ability to do future, I'm pretty sure the entire team was like, "We're, we're just going to do whatever the fuck we want now. Mm-hmm. There, we are ungovernable. Like, <laughs> you hold no power over us anymore, Cartoon Network." That is deeply exciting. I'm very, very much looking forward to this. I will warn you, a lot of motherfuckers do not like Future. And I mean, also, if you're listening to this and you you like Future, I'm not meaning motherfucker as as you are bad. I just motherfucker in general, as in motherfucker in place of the word people, because I cannot, I am, (laughs) I habitually swear. I do not want to disparage you. If you dislike Future, you can dislike Future. That's totally fucking fine by me. I don't give a shit. Um, But I'm just warning you, August, that Future is divisive. Okay. I like it though. Surprise! Uh, uh, <laughs> Surprise. Surprising no one. I like the re- the the high concept season. Surprise! Um, the the person who started a Steven Universe podcast likes Steven Universe and Steven Universe Future. What? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, lots of people like Steven Universe and do not like Future. Yeah. 
I just um, I suspect strongly that you would not you you would not have wanted to start this podcast as badly if you did not enjoy the entire corpus of Steven Universe. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um so the diamonds show the fuck up. Yeah. Um Yeah, were you I'm assuming you were like, oh, we're gonna get the, the diamond fight's gonna be in the finale of the season, huh? So I didn't assume that the diamond fight was going to be in the finale because I knew I know the themes of Steven Universe. There has to be a certain amount of leeway for Steven to befriend the diamonds after the diamonds try to kill him. Mm -hmm. So I didn't think it was going to be in like the final episodes or anything, but I did not expect it to be in the wedding episode. I kind of expected it to be like the episode after I, I expected like, right, like here hard to home cut world. at the end of the thing or something like that. Yeah. I expected, you know, just going into this cold, I kind of expected legs from here to home world to, to be a diamond episode because the diamonds are very tall. Like that was literally <laughs> my thought process. So, <laughs> Oh, Oh, <laughs> Oh, how that was changed. I'm yeah. sure. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh-huh. We will get to that. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. We're not here to talk about that episode just yet. But uh, no, I did not expect the diamond fight here. But I was expecting uh, it soon. I love this fight from tip to tail, from basically when it starts to when it ends. I love this oh, goddamn fight. It's so good. It's so there, good. Their fight choreography, Steven Universe's fight choreography is way better than it has any right to be. Yeah. Like it's not it's not the best fight choreography in the entire fucking world, but it like this fight is better than most of the fights in Shira, a show that's mostly about fighting. <laughs> From what I've seen of Shira, yeah, I can I can agree with that, yeah. Fortunately for Shira has just like absolutely overwhelmingly interesting characters. Yeah. Um also, it also part of it is not these animators just going hell for leather. <laughs> in the final season of this show too so mm-hmm. yeah no this um, fight was was phenomenal um i deeply enjoyed the um akira bullshit when it came to the cluster forming at first like you can't tell me that's not where they got that oh yeah it has to be like it looks a hundred percent like tetsuo's arm or not tetsuo um uh, is it Akira? It has been who's, so fucking long since I've who's seen. Who's the Akira. guy who's not Tetsuo? Well, I mean, isn't Tetsuo the guy who got fucked up? No, that's the other Somebody. guy. The guy who's who gets fucked up screams Tetsuo. I don't know. There's somebody out there right now with intense podcast ghost syndrome. I can like feel the vibes coming from the future, just attacking me from the, you know, me in the past. I can just feel it. If you have podcast ghost syndrome and you want to yell in quasi real time at us about the fact that we don't know shit about shit. Just go to our Discord. The link is in the description below. Oh, um, no, I'm... You know what? I'm wrong. It is... The guy with the fucked up arm is, in fact, Tetsuo. Okay. It's it's Tetsuo and Kaneda. See? Yeah. Your podcast yeah, goes go. syndrome waves came to us and helped us uh, solve this issue. 
thank you. We appreciate you. Yes. We couldn't do this without you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, because I knew one of them was, I know neither one of them is named Akira. (laughs) Yes. Um, but yeah, but yes. Chimp to Tail, this fight is great. It shows off everybody's powers. Everyone it, works together good as a team. And it, it includes Greg showing off his powers of being able to fuck aliens real good. I love that they put that in there. Like, Greg's like, I'm going to have to fuck us out of this problem. Everybody's like, no, Greg. <laughs> like, please, God, no. It probably would have worked as the thing. would have worked it, better. Um, the... I like how they immediately body the team, like put them immediate in immediate peril mm-hmm. until like the big the great booking. Just Lapis shows up halfway through to save everybody. Yep. Yep. Because <laughs> frankly, this team is not powerful enough without the like near godlike powers of Lapis Lazuli. Yep. <laughs> it's good shit. It's real good shit. Uh... Then the like the win or, or the the supposed win, like when they crush Blue Diamond under her ship and uh, everybody's celebrating and then just Yellow shows up and is just so mad and then immediately is just like we're like saves saves Blue Diamond in the most. Yes, we're wives situation, I think, in all of cartoons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and just no, like showing how radically different a character Yellow Diamond is to Blue Diamond, and immediately just like does not let Steven talk, is not here to fucking talk, just literally stomps Steven to death. Yeah, I mean, this this entire sequence again goes goes to show how like there are people who are better at booking than Tony Khan because this uh this this entire arc here is just a phenomenal. Uh, class in storytelling through combat. Yeah. And how to like book a villain. Mm hmm. Uh, because we'll get more into that in the next episode. But like, you know, by the end of this, we have functionally. And I mean, they do exactly the thing that Steven Universe does, right? Like, they show you that, yeah, the solution to the fucking problem is you're not going to win it through. Like you're you're not winning through your fists. Mm-hmm. Um, there are going to be times when you need to fight, but it ultimately isn't going to make for like tangible change. Yeah. Uh, but also, I'm under the firm belief Stephen did, in fact, die when Yellow Diamond stepped on him. <laughs> I mean, that's fair, but we can't have. Well, OK, Stephen isn't a stink boy, son of God, but yeah, we, he's just God. Yeah. Steven's the one that brought Lars back to life, so that makes him God. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Exactly. I feel like we've been over the whole, like, Jesus allegory probably doesn't belong in Steven Universe since Rebecca Sugar is Jewish. Mm -hmm. It's just in media, like. (laughs) Yeah, fair. You can't tell me they didn't, like, well, I mean. 
if if it's the Jesus allegory, then somehow Lars is Jesus, and which is not what I'm sure the team intends. Or they intended it as a joke. They find it personally hilarious that Lars is in fact the Jesus allegory here. Yeah. Yeah. Um because Steven just like as, as far as the show is concerned, Steven got knocked the fuck out. Yeah. I'm just under the firm belief that he in fact died and just came back to life. It was a classic ghost situation. Classic ghost situation. Um, very Connie and Steven continue to be extremely adorable together. Yes. Great team. Connie immediately getting it like, oh, yep, yep, this makes sense. So is this is this a ghost situation is just like it's generally a situation with ghosts or is this a ghost situation is in that that movie from the 80s with um, was it Patrick Swayze? Yes. Yeah, the movie with Patrick Swayze. Like either way, I could see it. See it, you know, being applicable. But I also wonder: Is Stephen making a movie reference here? I don't think Stephen's seen Ghost. With as much as Stephen loves like romance and stuff, I feel like Stephen may very well have seen Ghost. That seems like the sort of VHS that Greg might have had kicking around. Yeah, possibly. Could be. Um, it does, it, it is a classic ghost situation does seemingly apply. Yeah. Um, but so I like Steven going through everybody's heads, getting, you know, hyping them up and everything. But I mm-hmm. am particularly like the way that it's portrayed, like, the dichotomy that is in in the like the in the scene right of like the crystal gems steven can talk to them can access them can reach them uh because they have doubts and they have fears and they have their own traumas but they're learning to live with them and move past them Mm -hmm. uh Meanwhile, the diamonds are impenetrable uncommunicative because they have just wrapped themselves in their trauma and their grief Extremely, yeah. very on the nose, <laughs> but good. I mean, it's also a kid's show, so, like, it can yeah. be on the nose. Uh, also, I feel like this is part partly, this is one of the stronger cases for, like, the blue and yellow are basically Pink's moms. Agreed, agreed. I don't necessarily know if that maybe was the idea from the jump, but I think they like the the Kruniverse sort of leaned into that storytelling because it's it's got the most pathos and makes the villains more understandable. Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean. Shoot, I lost that train of thought. Sorry. I'm sure I'll come back around to it at some point. It also shows that like by just wallowing in your wallowing in your negative emotions, like never moving past them, never growing past them or learning to live with them or accept them or anything like that. Like it turns you into a, like a not good person. Like again, the diamonds are bad. This is not me trying to like be like, and blue and yellow diamond are the best. They're still fucking war criminals, but yeah, this is a show that loves like goes on the record. We love a good war criminal in media. Not yes. in real life. <laughs> Again, rest in piss, Queen Elizabeth. Um, <laughs> but uh, showing like 
you know, using all of these, like, heightened things in storytelling to tell, like, extremely personal stories about, like, loss and what what loss does to you as a person. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's important that the show kind of goes out of its way to demonstrate that even these reprehensible people are still people who yeah. have who have very understandable emotions because it's never good for you to forget that even people who hate you and colonizers and imperialists, they're still people. It's never good to forget that. Yeah. Which isn't saying that, you know, go hug your, your local fascist, but it's important to remember that a fascist is a person who is a fascist and not a separate category of human being. Mm-hmm. Don't other people, but do, don't, you know, also don't you don't other have people, to accept. <laughs> yeah, don't other people, but still punch a fascist that is a human being. True, yeah, just know that you're punching a person. Yes. Um, sometimes you gotta pop a motherfucker in the mouth. Which I don't believe is the 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 thesis of Steven Universe. No, no, it's not. I would prefer I would prefer to live in the the world Steven Universe wants to happen, not the wor- world that I have beliefs for. <laughs> yeah, Steven Universe is an aspirational show. It's not about the here and now. It's about wanting. I mean, it's also casting toward kids, so giving them yes. the tools to hopefully be better people. Yes. Um, also, Patty Lapone and Lisa Hannigan do a fucking phenomenal job as blue as yellow and blue diamond. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're so good. They're so good for people who I don't think are regularly voice actors. Yeah, I think we looked it up, and they they have like four credits, like four voice acting credits between them, maybe. Yeah, if that. Yeah, almost none. And you can like, Blue Diamond is such a good bad guy. <laughs> Oh, she so is. I love that her superpower is look how hard I can cry. Right? It's good, though. Like, it makes sense. And it's it's scary on, like, a visceral level. Like, mm-hmm. you, I'm going to bring you into my grief. Like, Yeah. Although, like, there's a part of me that thinks about, like, the way that that women frequently weaponize their tears. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a lot of ways, like, it's not even necessarily that, like, the tears are fake or anything like that, mm-hmm. because Blue Diamond's tears are definitely from a, a deeply felt place. But, you know, it is something that she weaponizes against everybody around her, except for Connie. I don't know. Connie... <laughs> I don't know if it's a matter of you have to be gem or part gem to be affected, but I don't remember if we saw Greg being affected. I feel like we did. It's because he's hiding in the house. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like at some point after after that, we see Greg be affected, but Connie's never no, affected. No, Greg is not affected. Okay. Yeah, it's just okay. it's just it's just a gem thing. Okay, cool. It would have been cool if it were just a Connie thing, but. <laughs> hey, listen, it apparently also doesn't necessarily affect you if you're a Jim either. Yeah. <laughs> In fair. the most badass part of that fucking fight. Oh, yeah. That was that was some good Lapis shit. Being that was like, bitch, <laughs> you don't was, even know. 
that was some good shit. That was some real good shit. Really good anime ass bullshit. Fucking loved it. Um, um but also like how like blue and yellow are both two two different stages of grief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so fight fucking sick. Sick as shit. <laughs> Love that fight. I will say uh, for a moment, I saw I thought uh, that they said show yourself ho instead of show yourself <laughs> foe. Um, I had to stop and do a double ca- double take with Anya really quick before I realized what they actually said. Um, which would have been a vastly different TV show. Is Patty LaPone on cameo? Oh my god. <laughs> uh, Excuse me. No. Alas. No, there is a there's a person who is a Patty LaPone uh impersonator on on cameo but patty lapone herself is not on cameo alas (laughs) um let's go ahead and let i'm not necessarily done with this but let's go ahead and get through legs to homeworld and then we'll just talk about it in totality okay all right episode uh 153 came out on uh December 7th what huh oh okay so legs from here to homeworld apparently aired at San Diego Comic-Con July 21st 2018 and then came out on online on July 22nd and then hit TV in December 17th. Oh, that's right. The great fucking the biggest drought. Um, because basically, uh, fucking reunited ends and then the show goes on hiatus again. Oh, Jesus. Um, cause I think this is the like, um, legs from here to homeworld basically kicks off the last Steven bomb. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, this official synopsis is taking the piss right here. Official synopsis. Steven travels to visit family. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, sorry. This one was re- written by um, Danny Craig, Hillary Florido, and Tom Herpich. H-E-R-P-I-C-H. Herpich. Um, the episodes picks up right where Reunited left off. Blue Diamond is overjoyed that Pink Diamond is, in fact, alive and is cuddling Steven. Um, Yellow Diamond is pacing around complaining like, Pink, why the fuck did you do all of this to us. Um, Steven 
does his best to try and explain that he isn't Pink Diamond. He has to kind of like explain what a mom is and goes through the entire whole situation, um, explaining Rose Quartz and all of that jazz. Um, Yellow is like, um, or Steven, or no, Blue, sorry. Blue is surprised by the fact that Steven and the other Crystal Gems are even alive because Diamonds thought they obliterated all of the gems on the planet in their final attack. Steven explains that they didn't quite obliterate those gems. Um, they warp over to Centipedal's dropship. Um, they show off Centi. Senti apparently has enough cognit- uh, cognition left in her to understand that she's looking at the diamonds, even while uh, in centipedal form. Um, the uh, the diamonds uh, use their powers to sort of like bring centipedal back. So yellow diamond can bring her back to her form. Blue diamond can kind of help uh uncloud her mind and steven kind of guides her out of the like guides her out of the fog uh bringing centipedal uh back to more or less like full full regular pre-corruption state uh she's a nephrite and she apologizes for not heeding her hess knight's orders uh but she was unable to basically get out before the attack happened um she mentions pink diamond shattering, which like makes blue and yellow recoil. Centipedal immediately uh, reverts back to her centipedal form. Uh, Steven gets extremely fu- frustrated um, with them being like, you have to fucking fix them. And they're like, what do you expect us to do? Hold her forever? And he's like, yeah, I kind of fucking do because this is your fault. Um, and they're like, well, we don't have enough power. He's like, well, who could we basically they casually mention white diamond everybody who's not amethyst or connie is like oh shit white diamond pearl explains to steven like white diamond isn't like other gems she's not even like other diamonds she is something like more and apart uh from the rest of gem society and steven's like listen we gotta talk to her because we gotta do something here and yellow is like well how the fuck are we gonna do that you kind of blew up our ships and uh blue's like wait a second do you still have your ship and your ship being pink diamond ship turns out we do have pink diamond ship they're the big pink monoliths that were in the desert that steven went to uh, a couple of times that is a pink diamond's ship she is the lower half of the body she's like a butt and two legs Um, it's not just two legs though it's two legs with high heels yeah yeah uh (laughs) the they uh guide the ship back to the temple uh and get ready to leave connie is going with them her parents have agreed to let her go into space this time um everybody's gearing up uh, except for bismuth who is just like really on edge and steven's like you ready to go bismuth and bismuth's like you know what no fuck this i'm not going back to homeworld why the fuck would i do that why should i trust them at all like steven i understand you gotta do this and i understand why and i support you in that but i'm not fucking going back there like you're the lion you're going into the lion's den but you are a lion you've got to roar in a way that they will listen to you and besides i'm gonna watch over lapis and peridot uh, they all get onto the ship um, 
and get ready to go. Steven gets weird hard light pants and has to get a running start to go. And he just like has the worst run in the history of runs. Um, but they do take off and into space. As things as they travel through space, uh, Connie and Amethyst go to sleep on top of Garnet. And um, Stephen's like, do you think that we should have brought a gift? I don't know. And Pink goes to talk, but Yellow interrupts saying, we're going to be lucky if uh, White Diamond doesn't put us in a bubble. When we get there, don't talk. <laughs> Let us do the talking. We know her. Let us do this shit. Um, they arrive at Homeworld, which is this the first time we've seen Homeworld from space? I think so. Yeah. So Homeworld looks very similar to like what um the idea for Earth was before um the colonization process was stopped. But it's like it's a hollowed out, broken in half world with rings. It's a fucking cool design. Homeworld looks cool as shit. Um, they land pink and or blue and yellow are like, okay, just stay here. We're going to go talk to her and try and smooth this over. Lo and behold, in the middle of the square, all of the, the gems in their various colors are chanting for pink diamond. They go to the top of the ship and are immediately greeted by not white diamond, but white diamonds, pearl whom blue and yellow seem fucking terrified of. And she's like, White Diamond requests Pink Diamond's presence and Yellow goes to go with him. Uh, but White Pearl is like, no, just Pink Diamond and like snatches Steven. They zip through the air and we are introduced to White fucking Diamond. A, an absolutely like radiant to the point of pain, blown out um, figure who talks to pink diamond but talks past pink diamond not even acknowledging steven or the different form or anything like that um calling steven pink or a nickname starlight um the uh she's she says um like are you did you get it out of your system are you done with your little games i'm glad that you're back home and then like bubbles steven in like shoots him across the city, ending up in Pink Diamond's old palace as Steven looks out at White Diamond's uh, ship for across the plaza. Star wipe the end. Oh, boy. How to book a fucking new bad guy. <laughs> uh-huh. In a short period of time. Um, it's very funny because you would think that White Diamond wouldn't be the kind of bitch to walk around with a cracked iPhone screen, but here we are. We'll get to that. Okay. Uh, we get to that in um, in future. I I evidently I harmed Anya with that particular with with that particular notion that pearls are iPhones because <laughs> Anya was like, but pearls are people. And I'm like, not on Homeworld, and they couldn't say anything to the contrary. <laughs> many, many things are not people on Homeworld. <laughs> yeah. Um arguably, if you're not a diamond, you ain't people on Homeworld. <laughs> yeah. Um 
I love Centipedal. I love every time that she's on screen. I love Nephrite, even though Nephrite is evidently a loyalist, but that's okay. I forgive her. I mean, that was the last memory that she had from hundreds of years ago. Thousands of years ago, so. It's okay. Um, I still love her. I love that she had enough uh, enough wherewithal to take the chaps. <laughs> um, I although, like. <laughs> oh, go on. Sorry. Um, I was gonna say. Um, although I do enjoy because you you know in the the summary we talked you talked about how you know mostly. Uh, mostly healed you know mostly like the original nephrite but there's definitely seems to be you know an element still of the corruption to her character design and i enjoy that a lot as well yeah yeah we actually will see like uh you know this sets up that eventually we will in fact uncorrupt the gems i don't Mm -hmm. feel like that's a huge spoiler that's kind of feels like a thing that definitely would happen by the end of steven universe yeah um but they do, like, even all of the uncorrupted gems do keep their, like, uh, keep elements of, basically have sort of, like, design elements that stick around. Mm-hmm. Which is, is fun. It's almost like war trauma has a, an effect on you. True. Um, the, <laughs> I like Bismuth being, like, the sole voice of reason, like... Uh, even like, like to guard it being like, listen, he's, she's not going to hurt him. Look at him. <laughs> like, like guard Bismuth being so absolutely flabbergasted by this entire situation. Yeah. Bismuth is very good here. Um, I deeply, deeply enjoy her character. I understand that she couldn't go because they couldn't afford, um, her voice actress, for for very much longer but uh we do also... see her we do see her in the final episode okay yeah but so, uh... she does come back and she comes back in future too okay though by i think by future orange is the new black had wrapped up yeah but yeah it's her her entire attitude is just very good Um, blue and yellow, like, they're such, they're so, they're, they're terrible and great. Like, I love blue and yellow. Oh, they're fantastic. That's not to say they're, they're they're good people, but they are great characters. They wouldn't be nearly as fun if they were good people. It's true. Like, they never make an actual face turn here. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I kind of appreciate. Like, they're not. Like, they obviously make some level of a face turn, right? They're no longer like, well, we're going to literally crush the Crystal Gems under our heel. Yeah. Um, But not because they've, like, seen the light. It's just because, like, oh, hey, our daughter's not dead in some way, shape, or form, you know? Yeah. It's different. Um, But, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to cope with the idea of human biology. Um, but they're not, like, good, good guys here. <laughs> No, they're just no. no longer trying to murder them. We're in solid. We're in solid Namek, uh saga Vegeta moments right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. 
Um, Jesus see. fucking Christ, the legs. The, the fucking... Um, don't you... Do you love the idea that, like, those big pink pillars are, in fact, legs, and every time they've been framed on screen, there's, like, a door between them? <laughs> Uh, (laughs) yep sure do love that (laughs) a joke that they've known since they put them on screen but like could easily get past censors because no one knew what they were yep Uh (laughs) uh-huh love it jesus christ um like that connie gets to go to space Yes, it's good. Good for her. Mm -hmm. Growth for her parents. Everybody gets character growth. Yes. Um, I like Blue's little smile as Stephen awkwardly runs. (laughs) Blue's having a great time. She really is. I'm happy for her on that one, too. I also um, like that they immediately make blue white diamond seem like an un like an unbelievable threat. Like blue and yellow are petrified of her. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, they do a really good job of like having White Diamond be a cipher. Because, Mm -hmm. like, we haven't really heard anything about White Diamond. We don't really have any expectations, and we still we still know fuck all about her by the end of the episode. Like, right. We just know she's very scary. <laughs> yes. Um, the, I, I'm very interested to watch is like, things go along. Like the last four episodes, blue and yellow interacting with white. Um, the, Because, like, even the presence of her pearl scares them. Like, they're scared of her pearl. (laughs) Also, Mm -hmm. did you notice a a weird detail about White Diamond's pearl? Uh, I mean, she's got a cracked screen. Mm -hmm. Uh, Didn't she have, like, Princess Leia buns? She did. She's not voiced by Dee Dee. Oh, it's okay. So like Didi's really good at doing mm-hmm. doing other voices that I didn't notice that it's not Didi because I didn't notice that the other pearls were voiced by Didi. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the it's the same voice actor for White Diamond as it is for White Pearl. Damn. Yeah, I'm usually better about voices than this. I've lost my touch. Who is White? Hold on a second. Now I've got a no, 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 no. Um, we mentioned her. Here we go. Who is White Diamond's voice actor? White Diamond's voice actor is Christine Ebersole. Hmm. Um, I, once again, another Broadway stalwart. Um, Has been in Oklahoma, 42nd Street, Blythe Spirit, and War Paint. She's won two fucking Tonys. Damn. Um, okay, she's a good friend of Patty Lapone's, which is probably where they made contact with her. But 
I wonder, hold on a second, let me see what role, if she has, like, any other roles either. Because, like, again, her voice does not, like, is pretty singular. Mm-hmm. While you research this, I'm researching mm-hmm. uh, the, the fire hazard sign. So white is a specific hazard. It mm-hmm. can be an oxidizer, an acid, an alkali, corrosive, radioactive, or require the use of no water. Huh. <laughs> she uh, was in The Wolf of Wall Street as Leah Belford, which I believe is like the main character's mom. Hmm. That's great, actually. Um, she's been in a lot of TV. She's been in a pretty decent amount of stuff. Um, seems like she's in, been in a lot of live action stuff. Mm-hmm. Apparently she was in a couple episodes of American Horror Story. So, and she's been on a lot of, she's done a lot of Broadway. Okay, cool. Um, Sweet. But yeah, the really interested to, to, to watch you uh, watch the exploration of the relationship between the diamonds. I'm excited for this. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've only got one episode left of us, so. Uh, but also just great. This is how you book a, vi- a, a bad guy when you've got four episodes left and you've got to yeah. make a threat happen. Like she feels like a fucking threat. The way she just like is entirely dismissive of Steven. Like she's set up as a threat that Steven can't does not have the tools to deal with at this exact moment. Mm hmm. Like she like he couldn't physically take on the other two diamonds. So there's no way he could take on this one. And she will not. She does not acknowledge him. In any way, shape or form, thus taking away his other most powerful tool, which is his ability to like emotionally reason with people. Mm hmm. So fun fucking times. I'm also I'm deeply in love with her aesthetic. Oh, it's good. She is just like this was a good time because like um, when did the She-Ra finale happen? When did She-Ra end? Okay, so it was like 2020. So it was two years before this. Like Mm -hmm. two shows that were like, we're going to put your bad guy in white. Like... (laughs) Uh, but she is just like, they almost, they do a really good job using just like 2d animation to get the vibe of like a camera sensor blowing out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. also white diamonds, white diamonds palace being the rest of the torso, like the torso. <laughs> yep. Saw that coming. white diamond voice and I'll form the head. <laughs> um, d- d- f- these last four episodes are going to be a motherfucker. Well, we've still got, we've still got one episode between us and the last four. No, we don't. Don't we? 
No. <laughs> um, well, let me go into this part here real quick. So next time we're going to be covering episodes, um... 154, 155, 156, and 157. Because oh, we're just going to do... Yeah, they're all one fucking story. We might as well just okay. do them all. Because okay. the la I forgot the last episode is like a half-hour special as well. But also, yeah. there's only four episodes. They all... There are like a story. There are one, two... Like, they just flow one, two, three, four into each other. Okay. Of course, our final episode is just going to be a long one. We might want to book like a, a a weekend date to record that as opposed to a weeknight. Okay. But yeah, um, we got one episode left of Steven Universe for us, August. Fun time. The time has come. Um, But yeah, just the this real like. I don't think it's a perfect ending. It's hard to have a per lots of things don't have perfect endings. Um and I think they do a little bit of work to try and address things in Steven Universe future. But I think overall the the show is doing well at like sticking to its guns thesis wise. Mhm. Mm and also telling like they 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 hit they immediate like they basically like we wrapped up all of our characters story arcs there's only one fucking thing left like they're like we are focusing on one goddamn thing for the rest of this show we have five episodes and they're going to be laser focused on this one thing which i think is probably a good idea from a story perspective mhm mm like they're not they're not going to spend the very like we're not wrapping up anyone's personal story arc except for Stevens in the uh remainder of the show. And arguably we don't really wrap up Steven's story arc, but we do a pretty okay job at it. I would say it would be wrapped up if it weren't for the fact that future exists. Um Yeah. Steven Universe yeah. Rapidly coming to an end. Oh, boy. Um. We. So we're going to watch those four episodes next week or next time. Uh, after that, we're going to be just slam a jamming the entirety of Dead End Paranormal Park. Uh, then we will be covering the movie. Steven Universe, the movie, uh, with special guest Hamish Steele, creator of Paranormal or Dead India, Dead End Paranormal Park. Um, then after that, we're going to be watching just one of or both of the Evit, the, the remaining Ava movies. Um,. I think we agreed one of, and then after, at the end of few, wait. I don't remember what we agreed on. I don't I'm not remember what we, I don't remember what we agreed on either. We're going to be watching some combination of the remaining Evangelion movies. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to the end of them by the time we start what, what's next that yeah. I'm not going to make you bleep out. 
any further. Um, the... But yeah, so that is... That's the plan. And then we're going to watch Steven Universe Future. We're trying to line up a bunch of cool guests for Steven Universe Future because I'm just going to we're just going to victory because there's only like, you know, we do it three episodes at a time. There's like 26 episodes in future. Um, the. Let me take a look here real quick. How many episodes are in future? Oh, there's only 20 episodes in future. So, yeah, there's only going to be six episodes holy shit that's gonna be a shorty um so yeah just trying to line up guests to have a fun time just fucking victory lap our way around around this series before we put a bow on it uh weird it's weird that we've actually made it through this series august i'm yeah it's a lot I mean, we're not like a done done because I know there's more, but it does. I am wondering, like, I'm beginning to get the feeling of like when the Shriek Shack ended Harry Potter and they're like, huh, <laughs> we did it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a wild ride. It's been two years. Yeah. And some change. Yeah, two years and some change. I think by the time we get done with future, it will be roughly two and a half years. I, my my time on this podcast has been longer than some of my serious relationships in my past, which is wild <laughs> to think about. Um, hell yeah, hell yeah. Oh, hey. Oh, my God. Huh? Um, Lamar Abrams, the writer, one of the writers for Steven Universe. Uh Um, I didn't fucking realize that. So Lamar Abrams, because I never looked at the, the, um, like the voice credits for everybody. Mm -hmm. He's the voice for Buck Dewey. Oh, Jesus. And he's Y6, like the, the, the dude zoom in. That is, that is hilarious. Because <laughs> I just assumed that the fucking um, cool kids were all like, um, like kind of special guest voice actors because um, they get that one guy to be sour cream. Because he, you know, he does a lot of voice acting stuff and he's got a pretty noticeable voice. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't remember his name right now. I could look it up. I'm literally on the Steven Universe wiki, but I won't refuse. To, yeah, um, that, that sounds about right. But that is hilarious. <sighs> All righty. So. That's it. Um Anything going on with you, August, over in FTL world? This is the sound of me squishing my face mm-hmm. uh, in being overwhelmed. Oh, okay. Um, we, we just wrapped uh, season six. 
Um, we're doing a limited run of uh, some of the Patreon content. We're completing uh, our run of City of Mist that was GM'd by Zachary uh, and featured me, Jade, and Mab. Um, and then after that, we're going to be running our six arcs and a movie movie bonus episodes, which are a doozy. We've recorded half of it. Um, if that tells you anything, we've recorded half of it and it's already a doozy. Um, I'm extremely, extremely excited to be sharing this, but it's going to be a little bit before y'all get it. So you'll hear me talk about it again, but I'm extremely <laughs> excited for, for this. So, um, yeah, Sick. that's, uh, that's what's going on there. What's going on over elsewhere, Brian? Um, we're about to get into some just, we just finished up uh, the third faction game. And that was gonna, buck wild. It was. And uh, I honestly, I feel like we're about to hit our, the, the, the character, the other side, the non-faction game. Because I don't want to call it the player characters because it's not like the faction game is not like, those are all, it's all characters. Um. But the, uh, but on the player character side, I really feel like we found the fucking gear and do some pretty fun fucking times in the next eight or so episodes of the show. Exciting, so. exciting. Yeah. Um, I've also, I feel like I thought this week's intro was going to get more more tension than it did <laughs> uh, it was a very good intro but also it kind of got overshadowed by everything else that's happening yeah it's true <laughs> um i feel like it's it, it 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 i've begun hinting on what will come mm-hmm. so because i think i told you what's what the plan is right um, I think you tried to tell me and I, t I told you to stop because I don't want to be that spoiled. I thought I told you about the idea of like what we're going to. Uh, anyways, um, I'll talk to you. Oh, about it that one. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I didn't did. want to have to go through the trouble of cutting it. But I told you that I didn't because I don't even you, have you that. did. I don't have it all planned out anyways. But yes, like what you the, did. the you plan did. is. Yeah. So. I begin that that was my beginning to hint at the plan. Yes. So. I can see that. Um but yeah. Also working on if something if 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 all of the stars align might be working on something ultra fucking cool. <laughs> but we shall see. Um Yes. In the meantime, I believe oh. it is your turn, August. Wait. Hmm? Oh. Wait, wait. Oh, fucking questions. Shit, sorry. Yeah. I I mean, I forgot too, but I'm pretty sure there. Sean at least had some yeah. had some comments if nothing else. Um, yeah, Sean in our Discord which you can join. A uh, link is in the description of this podcast says, "Let's not think about all the bad stuff in uh in the world and focus on planning this wedding instead." Is a fucking mood right now. All the wedding outfits are fantastic. Uh, Greg is a very common in his ability to woo diamonds. I mean, he's got a track. He's got a good track record of it so far. He really does. 
And yeah, I shout outs to the two of us because we're getting married soon. <laughs> um, yeah. So I feel you with the wedding planning. Um, Godspeed. Godspeed, Sean. Um, and then legs from here to homeworld. I love how done with everything Yellow Diamond is for this entire episode. Um, and Pink's ship is truly the most graceful form of space travel. Yellow is also a fucking mood. <laughs> of yeah. Like, why, it, why is all of this happening to me? Please, God. Yeah. Like, I'm very yeah. happy that you're alive, but why, why did you do this? I, I feel think- like you're allowed to be perturbed at your kid for pretending that they were dead for 5,000 years. Yeah. Do, do you think that Pink chose her ship herself or do you think it was chosen for her? Because part of me thinks that this is the kind of ship that Pink would choose for herself. But also, oh, God, I just I almost said something terrible. No. What? Oh, we're not doing that. Um. Well, now I need to know, August. I can tell you off mic. I don't want Hard. to put it on record. <laughs> Too horrible. It's not horrible. I just don't want to be on recording saying it. <laughs> um. Uh. Oh, so uh, Avi called me out uh, in episode 52. What episode are we on? Uh, like 57 okay. or something. Um, 52 wasn't that long ago. For saying Lincoln the doobly-doo. Resisted for two years and it snuck in there. Yep. Oh, hey, I'm right. We're on episode 57. Nailed it. Hell yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 Steven Universe. Oh. Dope. Mm-hmm. We're we're on uh, uh, if you if you haven't been keeping up with Mecha Gear Monday, which admittedly we've not done this past week as of recording, but if you're not keeping up with Mecha Gear Monday, you should keep up with Mecha Gear Monday because we're playing a very gay mecha game. Yeah. Um I also think that we haven't fucked up any of the settings yet so far, so I might be able to export um export this playthrough to YouTube finally. Nice. Our other games, like I put, uh, I put portions of our, the ones that we didn't mess up or didn't get flagged or what have you of, um, fucking, uh, NBA jam. Uh, Pyre. Pyre. Yeah. Up on YouTube. Um, Join me in bullying August into playing uh, Fallout New Vegas after this. <laughs> Mostly because I can't find any more interesting mecha games to play. Like, there's interesting mecha games to play, but they're not, like, story-driven in the way that make make for a good actual play. Or long play, or whatever, you know what I mean, for video games. Or yeah. it's, like, uh, Super Robot Wars. Which includes, like, sounds fun, but I don't necessarily know if we want to watch me play a weird Japanese tactical RPG for, like, 80 hours. Mm. Um, I also have never played any of the Super Robot Wars games. 
I just know they include a lot of mechas. So. Though we could play Zone of the Ender. I, I, I do wonder about Zone of the Enders. Because it, it, it was a Kojima joint. Yeah. Could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, I do believe it is your turn, August. I think you're right. Um, in which case, uh, dear listeners, I encourage you to be like Cookie Cat and take your family on a road trip and your giant pair of legs. There's <laughs> absolutely nothing that can go wrong there, right? Right. Yeah. Peace. Peace. <laughs>